I am a pilgrim and a stranger traveling through this worrisome land. I've got a home in that bright city, and it's not, not made by man. Welcome back. This is episode eight of The Making of Dharmaland. I'm your host, Brian Chittister. I'm also the co-producer of the Dharmaland album, and this particular episode is devoted to the seventh song on the album entitled A Boy in a Melody. It was written by Abby in 1963 and copyrighted the same year. In terms of the arrangement, it had actually gone through several demos. One was a solo clarinet demo by Mort Weiss, who plays on the track and who was Abby's friend and collaborator of Abby's in the 1950s. And then there was another demo by the Tikiaki Orchestra, who were originally interested in, in being a part of this album or who were originally going to perform the album before Ixtahuli got involved. I originally saw this as a more of a solo piano piece in terms of the rhythm section with maybe light jazz backing like brushes for the drum set and minimal bass and then almost you could visualize sort of a spotlight of a soloist playing the melody on either flute or some kind of woodwind but I kind of conceptually wanted it to be about Abby and his melody or his, and his signature melody, Nature Boy, which was his melody, you know. So it was like he wrote an instrumental that in a way was sort of conceptually about his journey, maybe his self-discovery and, and how he came about his melody, his famous melody, Nature Boy. So I really liked the title. I thought it was evocative. So I wanted this song and this recording to be about his journey to self-discovery, albeit told instrumentally. First off, the band Ixtahule had Abby's own handmade drums for the recording which was done in LA, the, the basic track. And the drums add a lot of sonic character to this recording. And then secondly, Henrik Magdussen of Ixtahule, who did not arrange the song, but plays both the metal flute and Abby's own handmade bamboo flute on it, uh, does so really, really evocatively. And then, as I said, Mort Weiss, who originally demoed the song completely for me before the, the sessions with Ixtihule plays several verses here on the recording, one being a bridge that is melodically derived from the Yiddish composer Hermann Yablokov's most famous song, Poppy Rosen which was the title of the theater musical from which Abi may or may not have plagiarized the melody of Nature Boy from Yablokov's song Schweig Mein Hearts. And Mort then also has a beautiful ad-libbed clarinet solo towards the end of the recording. It's a very, very interesting turn of events to have had that melodic reference to Poppy Rosen in this song and the likeness of a second Yabakov melody in Abi's Oeuvre, I think gives, gives the song actually an added conceptual layer in that it seems to be Abi himself saying that he, the boy of the title, got it, the melody, from Yabakov. Now, I don't know if that's what, if, if Abi was trying to hint at that <laughs> or let the cat out of the bag in the most subtle way possible, but he was sued in 1948 after Nature Boy came out by Yablokov and his lawyers for plagiarizing the melody of Schweig Mein Hearts, which again was from Yablokov's play Poppy Rosen. And Avi settled out of court with Yablokov in 1951 
paid money but retained the, the sole songwriter credit for himself. And there's always been a lot of curiosity about how much alike they were. There are other songs like Dvorak's Opus 81, which seems to have had an influence on Nature Boy, if not Yablokov himself, both of them being Eastern European, Yablokov and Dvorak, and Opus 81 predating Schweigmeinhardt. It's getting a little dense at this point, but it's questionable if, if you actually look through the, the sheet music of Nature Boy and compare it with Schweigmeinhardt's, there's only really one passage that is close. It's in a different time signature and the melody does go up, but it goes down in sort of a different way. It goes up in the same way, but it goes down in a different way. Abi sort of took that Eastern European kind of Yiddish folk vibe and then added a little bit of a kind of jazz crooner element to it, which is very, very different than Yalbakov's. But if he was in possession of the Poppy Rosen manuscript, in particular of Schweigmeinhardt's, then it's probable or likely that somehow he integrated it into Nature Boy, whether consciously or unconsciously. And so actually hearing Poppy Rosen quoted melodically in A Boy and a Melody as a second reference to Yablokov seemed very, it seems uncanny. And so I don't know what Abi was doing here. If he was conscious of that, that Yiddish play and those songs, they somehow embedded themselves pretty deeply in there. But this almost seems to me to be him saying like, I'm letting you know in sort of a roundabout way, who knows. Anyway, I really love the, the middle of this recording where all the percussion instruments are sort of playing off each other and the Abi Bamboo flute sounds kind of wild, like it's being blown in some tribal bacchanal. Kind of reminds me of the last song on Santana's Caravan Sarai album from 1971 where all the flutes sort of sound like people are blowing in, you know, through carved out bones and banging on all kinds of handmade drums. And so this has a, kind of a similar feeling to that. And that was all Matthias as far as the arrangement goes. Um, that was not anything that I suggested and it wasn't a part of any of the previous demos. So he heard this in ways that were really different and unique. And one of those ways was that he really wanted to marry an Abi poem to it. The, the lead sheet itself didn't have a poem written on it. And Matthias asked me if I had any Abi poems that were longer and that he could fit throughout this piece. I have in my possession one that Abi wrote out in 1971 and gave to a friend of his in Tahunga Canyon above Los Angeles, a guy named Craig Sharik who passed it on to me in 2013. Craig was actually set to be a part of the Dharmaland album when I originally conceived it, but he died before the sessions began. So I, I got Young Bear Roth, who knew Abi for nearly 20 years, but more as a yoga student and as a philosopher and poet, as opposed to a musical collaborator, and, and Young Bear read the poem. The poem itself is actually a derivative of the traditional gospel song, I Am a Pilgrim. And for whatever reason, Abi decided to write it down and modify it very lightly. He actually keeps most of it intact. All the stuff about the father and mother and the, the bright city not made by man, it's all, it's all pretty much a part of the original. He did write some notes above the song, but because there was no tempo and it wasn't on a lead sheet, there was no real way to kind of rediscover what the notation was intended to sound like. So instead of trying to play the song as Abi wrote it, 
in terms of the poem with the notes above it. Matthias very cleverly just took the poem and then put it onto the instrumental of A Boy in a Melody. Abi also had a song from this period called Old Ab, spelled O-L-D space A-H-B, Old Ab, as in like himself, Old Abi, which later became the song The Path on Abi's Scriptures of the Golden Age project. And it was all about leaving his family behind to seek a higher path. And so somehow this poem that Matthias used with A Boy and a Melody and that lyric, uh, the, the path slash old ob, seem very much related. And so I think it was really kind of a match made in heaven. It, in terms of the mix, the only thing that I can think that really changed sort of late in the mixing stage was that there were some tremolo or kind of rolling vibraphone sounds in the middle of the track and I felt like it was one of those sort of atmospheric textures that you found all over Eden's Island and it didn't seem like we had quite enough of it on Dharmaland to really give it that special Abbey Exotica touch. Some of the songs were sounding a little bit more so, sort of like generic Exotica in, in more of the Martin Denny, Les Baxter style as opposed to Abbey who I think his version of Exotica wasn't as groove laden or jazzy or orchestral. If you listen to Eden's Island, it's, they're actually very simple. They, they have more of an atmosphere to them. And he used a lot of kind of like effects to get that. And also there tends to be sort of an overt non-jazzy melodic element coming through the bamboo flute that he plays all over it, which is actually kind of, sounds kind of extreme and jarring. And so maybe that's one of the reasons why the album didn't really find its audience during the, the original Exotica era. But I like that sort of maddening, extreme, almost kind of proto-psychedelic sensibility on Eden's Island. And so I wanted to introduce some of those textures to this song and to other parts of the album. And then there was an original mix by Joe Remersa in which there was a lot more kick to the drums. And I'm not sure what effect he used. That sort of got buried in the band's mix from January 2020, and then when Joe and I went back to work on it in February 2020, we were never really able to recapture that original feeling of the drums. And so even now, like it, while the drums are really great, I, I, I sort of lament the fact that they don't kick in as strong as they did in one of those early mixes, and, and I never really knew myself how to kind of get back there. But all in all, I think it's a really beautiful production very very proud of the song and i like all of the kind of intertextual cross references that exist if you if you know something about it so i hope this episode helped to kind of untangle or decipher the song a little bit more thanks for tuning in